The angels have sung and returned to their places in heaven. The shepherds have come and returned to their flocks. And now Joseph and Mary remain with their thoughts and all of these things that they have seen. And they prepare to take a journey that no couple on earth has ever taken before. St. Luke holds up for Mary, holds up for us, Mary, the mother of God, as a model of how we ought to respond to these things that we have been witnesses of over these past weeks. Two weeks ago, we read the gospel of the angel of Gabriel appearing to Mary and inviting her to accept a role that God had selected her for. And not knowing what all was in store for her, knowing only that God had asked her to cooperate in the long-awaited promise of bringing a Redeemer into the world, Mary gave her fiat, be it done unto me according to your word and blindly accepted the invitation of God, not knowing, not caring what price she would have to pay, what pain she would have to endure, what glory might be hers. And in that way, she has become the symbol of what a Christian should be. She has become the model for you and I, on how we should respond to these wonderful events that we have celebrated these past weeks. St. Luke focuses in on Mary and tells us to look at her character, her manner, and her strength, and to use her as a model of our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen again to the words used by St. Luke in describing Mary's reaction. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary seems to treasure all the words of the shepherds who have been summoned by the angels to the stable. And we see the reaction of the shepherds in response to what they see. They can't restrain themselves, but they immediately go out into the region and tell everyone they see the wonderful message that they have received, the things that they have seen. And Luke also tells us the response of the people who received that message on that first Christmas morning. They were amazed at all the things they heard 
and had seen. Mary gives her heart's full attention to the announcing of her son's birth. Truth to be told, the good news, the gospel, is simply the story of the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is no greater story that we could tell. There is no greater treasure that we could value in our hearts. The mystery of the incarnation is central to who we are as God's people. Look at Mary. What is her manner, her witness to the miracle that is Christmas? Luke tells us that Mary is quietly, simply, beautifully treasuring all these things in her heart. See, Mary knows what you and I must learn. That nothing matters more than telling the world that Jesus Christ has come into this world and that this world is forever changed with the opportunities that God gives us to be faithful to the calling that he places on our life. The mystery of the incarnation is absolutely central to who we are as God's people. Christianity is a very simple faith. It's all about Jesus. It's not about you. It's not about me. And those wonderful words of Rick uh, Warren in that beautiful book that he offered us, The Purpose Driven Life. He opens that book with those words. It's not about you. It's about God and what he has done by sending his son to come into this world and to live among us. What a fabulous message that is for a hurting, painful world. Now let's think about the word ponder. Mary pondered these things in her heart. Pondus means, pondering means to focus on, to be attentive to, to brood over, to think deeply. Times are we think about the Lord 
like we think about whether we're going to have a hamburger or a salad for lunch. Sometimes our concern for the spiritual realm that Jesus Christ opened to us, we consider too mundane. And it becomes very casual and even cavalier how we regard it when we should realize that it is the most central thing in our life. It was not so with Mary. She pondered all these things. And here we are on this first Sunday in Christmas tide, standing in the middle of the 12 days of Christmas between Christmas and Epiphany. And Luke is encouraging us to use these days to remember all of the events that we have seen because we have come as we have every year to make our annual pilgrimage to Bethlehem. And we have seen again the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ incarnate in our midst. And we must ask ourselves, what difference does that make to me? How does Jesus coming affect our life? There is a rather mysterious English Christmas carol that comes from the 16th century called The Twelve Days of Christmas. We've all sung the carol and we've recited these strange characters, one through twelve, that appear in the verses and we think it's all very nice and very British and very misunderstood. That beautiful hymn, that carol, was actually devised by some of the clergy following the great reformation of the Christian church. When what was started very well sort of went askew and things were thrown away that had been the anchors of many people's faith for years. And people were troubled and concerned. And so this cleric took these 12 days from Christmas to Epiphany to the time when we are to manifest Jesus to the world to spend a day treasuring what Jesus' birth means to us and how it changes our life. And each one of these figures on those 12 days reminded us of some of the basic tenets of our faith, all of which find their meaning and reality and purpose in Jesus, who was mysteriously the partridge on the pear tree. Jesus Christ, nailed to the cross, 
who came into the world to save sinners. And as we stand here now in the middle of these 12 days, Luke encourages us to ponder in our heart the treasure who is Jesus Christ and allow him to change our life. That means we would do well to ponder how the person of Jesus informs our values. In practical terms, ask yourself, does the work that I do in my daily life honor Jesus Christ? Does the manner in which I work and commit myself to my vocation honor Jesus Christ? Do I give a full day's work to my employer for a full day's pay? Am I honorable in my dealings with my clients and my customers? Am I toying with being less than honest about a service I may offer or a product I am trying to sell? How does Jesus Christ affect my life? Now is the time to ponder the story of Jesus and how his love shapes all my relationships. Do we enjoy our family? Do we treasure those closest to us? Do we honor their dreams? Do we listen to their pain? How much do I model Jesus in my life and reach out and connect with those around me? These are questions we must ask if we are believers in Jesus Christ. So as we begin 2012, when our country will choose new leadership. When our community will face new challenges. When our state will struggle with issues that will affect all our lives. We must ponder the life of Jesus and ask how his values will guide us. Today is January the 1st. It's a new day, opening to a new year, with Jesus Christ offering to you a chance to wipe out all of the failings of the past and to make a difference in the way you live your life from this point forward. Jesus Christ came into the world to save 
sinners. Jesus Christ came into the world to save me. Jesus Christ came into the world to save you. And he wants you to announce that good news to everybody you meet in 2012. He wants you to model your life accordingly so that people can see and recognize and be touched by Jesus through you. And so Mary and Luke and Jesus invite you to treasure up in your heart all these things that have happened to you to ponder them and to respond to Jesus' invitation. Happy New Year.